Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. We're going to be South Side regardless. Chicago, come to the South Side. Like fancy island. With your Southsiders, Shane Reardon and Gabe Ramirez. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. Go White Side. See that intro, you know that Tyler is back and Adam Stadzinski last week could not find it. And it's it's too bad because our podcast was a second and a half shorter than it usually is. Um, we really got dinged by uh, ad dollars in that one. But we are back, unfortunately. It's myself, Shane Reardon, and Gabe Ramirez at Chicago underscore Gabe on Instagram and Twitter. And I am at Shane underscore Reardon on Twitter and Shane's Meat on Instagram. Gabe? Talk to me. It's back on. The White Sox are going to be the 2022 AL Central champions. I plan to get a, a, a 2022 AL Central champions tattoo this weekend. Talked about that on the Parkinson Spiegel show yesterday. We will be crowdfunding for that on the show today. Uh, not this one, but the, the radio show. Uh, they won two straight, and they're only four back, and there are 31 games left, and I fully expect them to go 21-10 and 10 in the remaining 31. Where are you at? I don't have any tattoos, but I might be on board if we could pull off this damn this damn run. I mean, listen, it's it's we know what kind of season it's been, but you know, listen, I, you can I can say whatever I want, but I'm gonna tell you how I feel in the present, and it's I think it's possible. I think we can do it. And I, you think it's possible, right? I just it feels better. And, yeah. and I, I want to spend the majority of this episode talking about Tony Larusa and Miguel Cairo and the way the White Sox handled or didn't handle. Tony's health problems this past week, but doesn't it feel like it's a little bit different? Isn't something different? Yeah, uh, we're actually winning. That feels good against the Royals, like we should be. I'm really, I gotta be honest, and I hate to jump ahead to, to today's game, but I'm I'm just I'm cautiously optimistic about today's game. You know, obviously, you know, Davis Martin on the mound, that's giving me fits going up against yeah. Sonny Gray. That's gonna be tough. But I mean, it sucks. I mean, geez, you know, they got to they got to do it. So but I do like the way that they've handled it, because, listen, you don't want to like I I really love the tweet you sent out uh, a couple of days ago when you were like, you know, if you're, you know, check yourself before you start, you know, talking yeah. about Tony LaRusso. And I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's like, right, you, you never want to see the other team or your manager, if you hate them, like to go out because of an injury, so to speak. Right. And and. uh but we talked about this, right? There needs to be some form of, of, of uh, some life put into this team. And the onus is on the players now. Like, Tony Roos is gone. All right, it's up to you guys. Get some hits. Put some runs on the board. You know, do your thing. You got Johnny Cueto fucking 
I just like talk about get, getting five tattoos. And a third yesterday, no walks, one earned, eight sure. strikeouts. Yeah, that's the, awesome. that's the tattoo you should be getting is a Johnny Cueto tattoo, like some or, or grow your dreads out or put your put your beard in dreads. Yeah, that's what you should do to shout out Johnny Cueto. But I mean, listen, don't you agree? Like that, all the pieces are there. Like you feel like all the components are there. Well, I, yeah, and, I mean, the pieces and components have been there since the previous off season, and that's why this season's been so frustrating and so confusing. And why haven't they been able to put it together? And is it Tony? Is there not enough life in the dugout? Is he sucking the life out of everything? Is he, is he too removed from baseball, from modern-day baseball? Does he really know what he should be doing? Yesterday was a prime example. Johnny Cueto has gone into the eighth inning, what, five or six times? Too many times. It, 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 but, but he's in, in 93% of his starts, he's at least gone into the seventh. Yesterday, even after a strikeout with one out in the sixth inning, Miguel Cairo pulled Johnny Cueto – because he saw something. He saw that that he was losing it a little bit, losing his command a little bit, got a nice strike out there to start the sixth, but he pulled him, even though he has been able to go in the seventh or the eighth. Tony wouldn't have done that. Tony would not have had the wherewithal to pull Johnny Cueto before two right-handed batters and bring in Ronaldo Lopez, who has the third lowest walk rate in baseball, but then still walked two straight. Still got out of the inning uh, scot-free, but Miguel Cairo had the wherewithal to pull Johnny Cueto in a situation where Tony La Russa wouldn't have. Yeah. That being said, I think as a fan, you can compartmentalize. You can be very, not sad, but but hopeful for Tony La Russa's recovery and, and hope that his medicals clear up and also be a little happy that he's no longer in the dugout. I think you can compartmentalize that and separate health as a person in baseball. I just didn't want people getting nasty the other day right. saying, thank God, Tony La Russa's got heart problems. Take him away from this from this team. Tanny and I were talking about this yesterday. I'm kind of worried that, you know, the whole assumed stipulation was that if the White Sox make the playoffs, Tony La Russa would be back in 2023 to finish out the third year of his contract as manager of the White Sox. I'm kind of worried that we assumed the problem all along has been him. He goes down with the medical. The White Sox have a great September end up making the playoffs and then they bring Tony La Russa back in 2023, even though it's likely that the reason they were able to make that push in September is because his, his, his absence, yeah. n- negative baseball acumen <laughs> as a net negative, as a manager was removed from the dugout. You know, that's my worry that Jerry will see, we'll, we'll see, well, you made the playoffs. Why would I get rid of Tony? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and obviously that's could be a sticking point, but you, what you hope is that if, not hope, but if he's not in the dugout for the remainder of the season and the Sox do make the playoffs, I think that I would hope that there's smarter minds in the, in, in the, in the club or in, in, in upper management office that would then say, you know what, Tony, you did your job. We appreciate you. You know, we're going to keep this energy and this, this ball of energy rolling in 2023. That's what you would hope. Um, but again, there's, there's a long way to go to get there. Right. I mean, there's a lot of games you got to win in order to get there. Um, probably about 20 of them. They probably have to win about 20 games in yeah. the remaining 31. Listen, we've been waiting for an eight game winning streak for the whole season. So they, they have to get on that. Like you, you like I was looking at the, the standings. I think both Cleveland and Minnesota are four and six in their last 10 games. I think that's what it is. And the Sox were like, you know, five and five. And so like if, if, if they can just, you know, eight and two, get 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 eight and two, but be that way for the rest of the season that's how they're going to win the division and i mean it's it's there it's there man and i like the way these guys are playing man i gotta be honest man elvis andrews i i, I love pickups like that i love guys that really want to play hard um you know obviously Beto jose abreu is just a monster just continues to just 
you know, clutch hits whenever he needs to be. And, you know, you got Gavin. She's playing well. I mean, every Pollock, I mean, it's just, what do you think about Elvis Andrews at the top of the lineup? Like, I just feel like we've, we, you know, because there needs to be some consistency in baseball. You know, we see it in our team that we play on. We, you know, you play a lot of baseball. You like to know where you're going to hit. You like to know where you're going to be at. And I feel like there's just so much juggling with this team in terms of the lineup. What do you feel about him being at the top? And what do you feel about, like, the inconsistency with, like, the top and the bottom of the order? Yeah, I mean, you want a guy who wants to play for your team. And when Elvis Andrus was waived and cleared waivers in Oakland, he chose the White Sox. Elvis Andrews had other suitors, but you want a guy who wants to play for you. And he's coming in kind of not aware of the media backlash and and fan blowback like this entire season with with team not performing. (laughs) So he hasn't experienced that yet. So, so maybe he doesn't have the burnout that these other guys do. And that's why, you know, he's got fresh legs. He didn't play a ton in Oakland. Um, That's why they got rid of him. But I'm fine with him there. I think TA is going to be back in a week or so anyway. He might. Um, he, I, I think he made the trip, the West Coast trip, but I, I'd assume that he plays a oh, – no, I mean, he, there, there would be no rehab because that, that Charlotte season's over. But I think TA should be back in a week, week and a half, and then we'll see. Maybe Elvis Andrus is probably your eight or nine hitter. As he um, should be. Turn over that, the lineup. Have him there instead of Lori Garcia or Rami Gonzalez. Like, yeah. As he should be. It just I don't I don't have a problem with the inconsistencies in the lineup. I, I think it it it's based off of matchups a lot. I mean, as long as we're not dealing with the issues that we dealt with in the beginning of the season with Larry Garcia hitting leadoff and and all this shit. Um, I don't I, I don't I really don't mind if a player needs to hit in the five hole to be comfortable. Then put a player in the five hole and let him be comfortable. Yeah. But it it, it Major League Baseball players are adaptable. You know, whatever's working that 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 day, just go with it. Let it happen. Yeah. Shout out to the, shout out to the bullpen too. You know, you were talking about, you know, the pro, the right move to get get Cueto out right there, and I think what you also do is you by doing that, Shane. I feel like you also give confidence to your bullpen, right? You let a guy like Ronaldo Lopez come in, and he's like, "Yes, I want to do my job." Like you said, these are professional athletes that 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 can adapt. And, you know, you got Kendall Graveman, you know, Deke Lambert, like guys coming in that are like, "Yes." Give me the ball. Like these guys want the ball. These guys want to pitch. They want to prove that they're, you know, top tier guys. And and when you can let your bullpen handle business like that, like that's gonna do you wonders for September. Like these guys are gonna be needed and gonna be leaned on, especially today. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, how these guys continue to play. But man, the pitch has just been great. It's like I feel like obviously everyone feels like it's a wasted season, but because the talent was there, but it's another thing to see the actual productivity of particular groups. And in this case, you know, the, the, the bullpen that's been pitching well, man, it's... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's exciting. I'm excited. I'm glad that they handle business. But, it's you know, Minnesota's not going to be a, you know, it ain't a cakewalk. These guys ain't just laying down for us to go ahead and take the division. But I do feel like the Sox do have a little bit of energy, a little bit of a, a little bit of oomph in them right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I got my alarm set. I got my alarm set. 
I, I don't even set alarms like that. I got an alarm set five minutes before the game starts to make sure that I'm sitting in front of a television watching that game. That's must that's must see TV tonight. It's playoff baseball today. That's exactly what you're seeing. Every single game from here on out should feel like a playoff game. You, yeah, you be a, a, you've you've been lazy enough for the first 131. You have to absolutely strap it in for the next 31. But yeah, I, I would give the bullpen its flowers, but not the guys that you paid big money to get those flowers. Yeah. So Kendall Graveman has been good the last couple of games, but on Sunday, what did he walk? Two or three straight? Yeah. He, he couldn't throw a strike on Sunday. He was good yesterday or the, the day before yesterday. He was great. And yeah, uh, Deekman's been great. And Ronaldo Lopez has been great. And Jimmy Lambert has been an awesome find. Um, but Joe Kelly's been a, a bag of shit. Uh, oh my God. Joe Kelly's been a bag that's of shit. That's your guy. And he, that's your, yeah, that's your guy. <laughs> you gave that guy and you gave Kendall Graveman a lot of money, a ton of money to be shut down relievers like they always had been. So I'm not ready to throw flowers at those guys yet. I want to see consistency over the next 31. But it just it, it does feel like the change in manager has injected a little bit of life. And I, I, I know that's the easy way out. It's easy to say that it's the change in manager that did it. It also could very much be the sense of urgency that's being felt with 31 games remaining in the second of September and the season ending in the second week of October. It could be that, but for the narrative, I would love it to be, see if you just would have made this change and gotten rid of yeah. Tony three, four fucking months ago, maybe you could have seen this, this injection of life and enthusiasm and this reinvigoration for wanting to play the game again. Um, and, and it's not even that, like it's not all in the players, but just the, the the baseball management and and strategy. Just Steve Stone can come on our station as many times as he wants and remind us that Tony Larusa is there at noon for a seven o'clock game, and he can remind us all he wants that Tony Larusa doesn't even sit in first class on the plane. He gives that to his coaches, and he sits in and coach with Stoney and with the players. He can remind us that all he wants. I'm sure Tony Larusa is a wonderful man, and he cares about the game, and he loves to spend as much time there as possible. But that doesn't always equate to success just yeah. because you're showing up at noon for a seven o'clock game and you're setting the lineup the day before and you're always looking at matchups that doesn't mean that that's going to be equivalent to making the right decisions no shane he's 77 he wakes up at five o'clock in the morning anyway so to that to him yeah. that's well, like what else is late, late afternoon. Home three? <laughs> right that's like late afternoon nonsense right there yeah. um what did you think about the players only meeting that they have not, not, not the socks in particular, but I'm talking about the idea of a players only meeting. Like, what, yeah, I mean, your, what, what do you think about those kinds of things? I, I think that's Disney movie bullshit. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I like the, I like the idea of a leadership council, but it's, it's almost like it's it like too late. Yeah. What you, you waited so long to like come together and, and, and choose some kind of rallying cry. Um, don't feed me this Disney movie script bullshit like the Jason Hayward rain delay speech. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. give a fuck. Just go. <laughs> I, I don't need to know that. Well, the players were really mad that we're four games back and two games under five hundred or three games under five hundred, whatever it is. We're mad. You should be. You should be fucking mad. You have the most, the second or third most talented lineup in in the American League. Like you should be fucking pissed that yeah. you're not up by 15 games right now. I don't need you to have a players only meeting to come together that to that conclusion. If you're not walking into that clubhouse every fucking day, trying as hard as you can to win a fucking baseball game, yeah, then shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, you're in the wrong sport. But it's funny because it's like, oh, Tony's out. All right, guys. Hey, <laughs> Tony's out. We got to do it for him. All right, because if you uh, to quote uh, AJ Pollock, he said, we, we know Tony puts everything into it. He puts so much effort into this group and we're out there. We're playing for him. We're playing for each other. And it'd be really cool to look back and say, this was the turning point And this is what sparked us. But we've got a lot of work to do. The turning point, September 1st. Bye-bye. <laughs> Turning point should have been like in June. How, like, how many how many times have we uh, pointed, pointed out turning, turning point? point to this podcast? I thought the turning point was when Jose Abreu was sliding up and down in the dugout. Yeah. I thought that was the turning yeah. point. I thought the turning point was when Joe Kelly came in with no outs and bases and, and bases empty and loaded the bases. And then and then Ethan Katz came yeah. out and gave him a little speech and he turned it around and struck out the side. I thought that was the turning point. Don't tell yeah. me the fucking turning point is September 1st. They turn so much, they ended up back up at square one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they flip a 180 and then forget that they did that and did flip an entire 180. Uh, okay. Uh. But we're in agreement that we do feel like it's possible, though, right? Like this, they're not blowing smoke up our ass. Like we really feel like, okay, guys, you're, but can't, but do we though? Because it was against the Royals. It's not like they, you know, they, they, they were feeling good and they just beat, you know, the Yanks or they, you know, or the, or the, or the, or the Rays or somebody like Toronto. They did against the Royals, right? Like a shitty team. Yeah. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like, I want to believe it, right? As a fan, but I also want to be a realist and 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 put put everything into perspective. Yeah, I mean, this organization is notorious for not playing well in Oakland. Um, True. So we'll see what they do in these three against Oakland, and then is it four against Seattle? They have no. They have the off day on Monday, um, and then beat a good team in Seattle. And then it's kind of cake after that. Right. If you can put up a fight in a ballpark you don't play well in in Oakland and then at least take two in Seattle, then then you're in business. But there's not enough time in the season left to not carry momentum through for the entire 31. Like you can't have two or three separate shorter win streaks and then go on a, a couple losing streaks in between that. There's just simply no. not enough time. No. You have to win 20 of your next 31 games at bare minimum. That's tough. That's tough, man. I mean, you know, like you said, it's you're playing a, a, a shit team in Oakland, but you've never had success out there. I mean, no. as long as I've been a Sox fan, I've never seen them, you know, just dominate out there. And then, you know, you do got some games against Cleveland, which, you know, allows you to, you know, gain some ground. But, you know, you're hoping to win. I mean, obviously, the, the four in September, you can't split. That's that's the key right there, right? You can't split those four games. So you really got to, you, you know, can't split any down. series. You no, can't split any series. Out can be split. No, zero. I mean, and if you do, then you're just shooting yourself in the foot. But who do you think is going to be the horse uh, from the pitching staff of, of the Aces? Like, do you believe in Giolito? Like, we know that Lynn just looks so good. I believe, I believe in Lance Lynn. I believe in Lance Lynn. I'm not even going to let you give me options. I believe in Lance Lynn as the guy who's going to carry this team every fifth day from here on out. He's probably got maybe four more starts left, maybe five. Um, I believe in Lance Victories. Lynn as the guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This, is, this is what he is. He is a, and you didn't want him on the playoff roster. I, I don't, I, I didn't forget that. This is what True. Lance Lynn does. He calls himself a big bastard for a reason. He shoulders the workload and he brings guys together and he doesn't fucking take shit. And I'm kind of surprised that it took him this long to turn it back on because Lance Lynn knows urgency. Lance Lynn will carry him through. Lucas Giolito, I think uh, I'm, hey, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of out on Lucas Giolito as a whole. Know. Dude, and I want to love him so bad. He's wanna... such a nice guy. Like I love him as the guy, but he lost that that the monster on the mound, man. Yeah, he he needs that Lance Lynn. 
because then, you know, because you hear Steve Stone talk a lot when he's on the score about him needing other pitches and him needing to, you know, hang out with Dylan Cease and work on that slider a little bit more. But I mean, geez, there got there comes a point when you say to yourself like the regression is just it's a lot, man. That, that deviation from the norm is big. And, and, you know, what we're seeing is a huge difference. But just like Cueto, just like Lance Lynn, just like a lot of guys that, you know, get into their later, the latter half of their, their careers in baseball, you got to switch it up, bro. Like, you can't keep doing the same thing. You got to switch it up And you, if you want to be a good pitcher, if you want to be one that That's has thing, longevity. Though, Gabe, he did switch it up. And before the season, he put on all that muscle and all that weight. And he came on with us like two weeks before opening day. He's like, yeah, guys, like I'm so pumped. I put on all this muscle. My lower half is feeling so strong. And then four or five days ago, last weekend, he comes out and says, yeah, I kind of I kind of regret putting on all that weight and all that muscle in my lower half. Like I don't feel the drive anymore, and I feel kind of sluggish. So he made that change, and now he's got an even, even bigger change to overcome this offseason where he's got to shed weight again, which is a right. lot harder than putting it back on and try to go back to the pitcher that he was and get that one, two, three miles an hour back on his fastball Tough. and the spin rate back. It's just he's he's such a smart guy, and he understands all the metrics. He understands all the advanced stuff. He understands the 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 peripherals. Like he just gets baseball. But sometimes I feel like he's just thinking too hard. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of looks pouty out there on the mound when things don't go his way. Yeah, he, he's definitely that kind of pitcher. You can tell where he's like he has a little LeBron James in him where th- when things aren't going your way, he kind of just recedes a bit. And you, but he's that dog, though. Like we've seen it before. We've seen that face turn into success. And it, 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 it's it's fr- I don't want to say it's frustrating because it's not frustrating. We see pitchers, they have their ups and downs. It's just that we look at him like a, I look at him like a friend and I'm like, man, I, look, I really want you to do well, bro. Like, I'm going to keep putting you out there and I want you to prove it to me, though. Like, he, he looks like a, we were talking about this yesterday on the score myself and Mark Grody. Uh, Justin Fields was saying how he needs to be coached harder. And we were talking about, you know, there's two different types of coaching, right? You either need a pat on the back or a kick on the butt. And I feel like Lucas Giolito needs a pat on the back. Arm around him. Hey, bro. You're 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 a dog, man. Like you could you got this, bro. You can do this. Like I feel like he needs that right now at this point in the thing in, in the season. I hope Lance Lynn is doing that for him and being that mentor type guy. That's like, hey, bro, you're a stud. Go out there every five days and be a stud. Be the stud that you are and carry this team and give us these victories so we can make this playoff and and you can forget about this season as a whole. Because if they make the playoffs, no one cares anymore. No one cares about anything that happened during the season. You know, we're going to build off that. But if you miss the playoffs, everyone's going to pinpoint every single thing that's wrong with this team, including Lucas Giolito and, and, his, and his, his, his lack of efficiency, so to speak. But Kopech breaking my heart, you know, look, we go back to the, to the trade deadline. It would have been good to have a guy like Quintana in there, someone that can eat up some innings. And not that I don't. did decently well in St. Louis, Jose Quintana. Of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. So it would have been good to have that extra starter. I think everybody knew that. But no one anticipated the, the fall off, right? No one anticipated Kopech, you know, just kind of losing his stuff. Giolito just kind of being out of there. And then us banking on Lance Lynn and, and Johnny Cueto going into the, to the last month, month and a half of the season. Oh, my God. What did you think about the way the White Sox handled the Tony La Russa medical update the other night? Yeah, I think that, I mean, what was interesting to me was how, like, he was on the field beforehand. He was talking to Rick Hahn. He was there. And then all of a sudden it was like, nah, bro, you got to go. So, you know, it had to have been something serious for them to say, you need to go now, like right now, get out of here. Like, so I think, 
I don't I wish they would have gave us a little bit more information, right? Like if you're gonna pull him, he's our coach, we still care about him. So I would have loved a little bit more detail. Um, the vagueness of it is off-putting as a fan. You're like, man, I want to know what's wrong with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, like you said, if you if you you know, if you if you pray, I want to be able to pray properly. I want to just I don't, you know, I don't want to just throw a blanket of health over Tony LaRusso. I want to you know, know what it is so I can ask for things specifically. So that part was what I didn't necessarily like, but I mean, there's not much they can do, right? He, he, uh, uh, the doctor said, you got to go, you got to go. And that's it. So I mean, it's not, it's not really much else. What did you think? Yeah, it's been a, a point of contention on the radio station. Dan and Lauren specifically did not like the way that it was handled and did not like um, the nondescript statement. And then, not getting the players together to tell them before the game started and just putting it on the scoreboard. Um, but I don't think it fucking matters. Yeah. The people that knew or that had to know knew it was six fifteen when he got the text from one of the doctors saying, Hey, call, we got to go over some stuff with you. He got the results. He went into a, a meeting room with Jerry, with Scott Reifert, head of PR, with Rick Hahn, told them what was going on, and they crafted that statement right then and there. Tony specifically said, I don't want any details out. Okay. He's the one who asked the White Sox to not push any details out. Um, and then Bob Nightingale went out there with the heart issue, and that was, I can tell you, I have knowledge of the situation that that was a lot more than Tony wanted out in public. So in an ideal world, this happens at two or three o'clock when all of your players are still in right. the clubhouse, but it's kind of hard to go around and, and find each and every individual player when five of them, five of them are on the field stretching Giolito's in the bullpen. You got some guys in the hot tub. You got some guys in the, in the water treatment area. You got some guys showering. you got some guys eating like they're all over the place. And, I can also tell you that there were some veterans in that clubhouse that were a little, I don't know, a, a little pissed off that the reporting, the, the reporters went to Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets to see what they felt about it. Like two fresh, brand new guys instead of the veterans like right. Anderson and Lance Lynn and Liam Hendricks and Jose Breu and Yasmani Grandal, who can maybe give a, a more level headed. Uh, response to a situation like that, situations that they've all gone through where managers are pulled last minute. Um, I can also tell you that Rickon did speak to the reporters. Rickon spoke off the record to the reporters the next day during batting practice. And when there's a legitimate update on Tony's health and what he's going through, Rickon will speak again. There was no info for Rick to give. First of all, there there are hip, HIPAA laws that you can violate. Right. <laughs> and it's not like Tony was even using the White Sox doctors. He was using his personal doctor. So it wasn't even a team-sanctioned thing, which is also totally fine. But the, the, the outlash against Rick and against the organization for the way they handled it, I don't think they did anything wrong at all. And yeah. the players don't think so either. There isn't a single player in that clubhouse walking around upset or pissed off that they weren't told – personally before the game that hey tony's not managing yeah shane it's not like we're talking about a 35 year old manager right i mean then you might be like hey i would like a little bit more information like what's going on i'm concerned but he's 77 bro <laughs> like okay yeah. he's got, got a medical issue yeah that sounds about right yeah. 77 like okay he can't make it to the game 
yeah, I'm surprised this didn't happen sooner. Like, yeah. I'm surprised this wasn't an issue earlier in the season. Like, damn, kudos to you and your health and your good health that allowed you to get through the season up until up until this point. So, I mean, like, I think you're absolutely right. I think they they, they handled it. Like I said, I just at, from a fan's perspective, and like I said, from a caring about the manager perspective, it would have been nice to know a little bit more. But it's not anything that that I think anyone should be harping on. Like, oh, I'm upset that I didn't get all the information that I wanted about Tony LaRusso. Bro, he's 77. He's got a, a health issue. Leave his ass alone and focus more on this team that needs to be winning games and putting runs on the board instead of the manager that has a, a, heart, a health issue at 77. Like that's that to me is, is, the, is the biggest one right there. But it's going to be interesting because obviously there's no timetable um, with him right now, right? No, no, right. no timetable. We, we don't know anything. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Minnesota. Let's talk Minnesota about it. Minnesota this weekend. I have... Uh, made a big stink on the air on Parkinson Spiegel and on this podcast that I'm I'm done going. I'm not going anymore. I, I'm yeah. not going to give them my money. Um, See so Saturday to tell you that the, the lie detector the, the lie detector determined that that was a lie. And yeah. we all know I'll that. Be, <laughs> Without I'll a be lie out detector. there uh, tomorrow, and I'll be out there on Sunday Good. to watch Dylan Cease and Lucas Giolito. And I'm not going to predict a sweep like I usually do because. That just hasn't worked. So yeah. I will predict two out of three and a series win. And this the is two? the what are the two? What are the two? Uh, tonight and tomorrow. Sunny Gray, being yeah. Sunny Gray. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it, it's going to be a a toasty eighty degree night on the south side. The ball is going to be flying, and I think we get another one from Gavin Sheets. I think we get a third straight day home run from AJ Pollock, mm. and I think we get a home run from Yasmani Grandal. Um, who should likely be DHing tonight? He caught two days in a row. Um, so, which would make I, sense because uh, then DH tonight, catch Saturday, and then Sunday probably get back into the DH roles because yeah, the, yeah. He, he, yeah. He, it, his first game back, he caught, and then the next game yesterday was a day game, and he caught two days in a row. So I highly doubt he goes night game, day game, Saturday into Sunday. So DH tonight, catch tomorrow, and uh, or catch today, DH tomorrow, catch Sunday. I'm not sure. Whatever you're gonna get a homer from Yasmani Grandal tonight. I like that. Uh, I'm going to say two out of three also, but I'm going to go Saturday, Sunday. Okay. I know we were just talking a bunch of shit about Lucas Giolito, but I don't know. I, you know, Going up against Dylan Bundy, I think we can go ahead and pull that off, score some runs against him. I'm going to say – I do like this uh, predicting home runs thing because that's fun. I'm going to say – I'm going to put props on FanDuel today. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to benefit I'm, on FanDuel. I'm literally looking up some batter, batter props right now. AJ Pollock to hit a home run plus 500 today. Well, that's that's pretty, that's, that's, that's low. That, that's not a, that's not good. I, well, because he just hit a couple. I know. I, I'm going. I'm I, actually know. I'm doing it. Jose Abreu home run tonight. He knows Sonny Gray needs to put one, put it on the board. Yes, and plus five hundred. I'll put I'll put twenty five bucks on that one. Okay. But today, so I think I think he goes yard, and and I think this weekend Elvis Andrews is going to go yard too. Those are my two picks to click. That was a fucking bomb he hit the other night. Dude, he that can went put the bat on the ball. Five rows up. Oh, my gosh. Field. 
he's he's a stud, man. I really like watching him play. I love professional baseball players, right? Like you know how to play the game well. You know exactly what to do. You know your your approach is right. You know you know how to you know your defense. Your glove is awesome. Like that's that's the kind of guys that I like to see. So it's going to be interesting. I just hope. You know, Carlos Correa stays lukewarm and, and, you know, doesn't, you know, kill us. I'm worried about the long ball. That's what I'm really worried about this weekend. And I hope that it, it favors the White Sox instead of the Minnesota Twins. But I got us losing today, another heartbreaker. You know, maybe just, you know, yeah, like, you know, 3-1 or 3-2 kind of a thing. But then Saturday, Sunday, we just blow it wide open, take their hearts, and then, you know, continue that hot streak that the White Sox are on. Okay. I am going to put – 25 bucks on Josh Harrison to hit a home run tonight. Stop it. Don't do that. <laughs> That's plus 900. <laughs> uh, I've got it at plus 850 on FanDuel. Oh, okay. okay. Wait, no, I'm not going to do it yet because he might not be in the lineup. They might True. throw Romy out there tonight. Um, all but right. if he's, he doesn't play, you get your money back, so you're good. But like, what, hits, what if he – like my worry is what if he pinch runs in the eighth or the ninth or something like yeah. that? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to wait for the lineup. I'll, I'll be a responsible gambler and wait for the lineup. No, that's not fun. All right, so we both have two out of three, and you still have the White Sox just winning the AL Central, correct? Every day of the week. Okay, as do I. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Southsiders podcast. We'll talk to you Sunday evening. Monday morning. I think, Monday I think, morning. I think, I think what we're realizing is that the 10 a.m. Monday, 10 a.m. Friday is probably the better way to go. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk to you Monday morning after a hopeful – two out of three series against the Minnesota Twins for Gabe Ramirez at Chicago underscore Gabe on all socials and myself, Shane Reardon. Thank you very much for listening. If you're out of the ballpark on Saturday or Sunday, I'm a fucking hypocrite. Come say hello. I will be there. No, you're a real fan. You're a real fan, my friend. I'm I'm a a hypocrite, but I'm a real fan. (laughs) I got no spine. Talk to you later.